0: Welcome back to another episode of Sportscape. Today, we're going to be going over two topics here, uh, both football related. First, it's a little bit late, but we're going to be talking about the Julio Jones trade. And then, secondly, the expanded college football playoff rumors. Um, but let's get to Julio Jones first. Uh, he was traded to the Titans um like june 5th or 6th i think it was um but it was a big trade uh involving a top 5 receiver i think Julio Jones is still a top 5 receiver but um the titans had been the front runners well not necessarily the front runners but one of them uh, for a long time before the trade happened, and then they were finally able to pull it off. The full trade details were <clears throat> um, the Falcons received a 2022 second-round pick as well as the 2023 fourth-round pick, and then the Titans received Julio Jones and a 2023 sixth-round pick. So this is, in my opinion, a very good deal for the Titans. Although I do think it's pretty much a good deal for both teams. I think it's, like, above all, an incredible deal for the Titans. Because you're, like, no matter the age or the injuries that he's had in recent years, you're still getting a, like, a freak of nature Julio Jones. He's one of the best receivers in the game. He can pretty much go up and get about, like, almost any ball you throw to him. Um... And, you know, with the targets that they lost over the offseason, Corey Davis, who had a pretty big season in 2020 and then decided that he was going to go and be the number one guy in New York, which I'm excited to see how it turns out. I think he'll be pretty good there helping Zach Wilson develop in his first year. And then you've also lost Jonu Smith, your tight end to New England. Um, so, they were a team that was really in need of another big-time target, and they definitely got one in Julio Jones. Um, he's been one of the, one of, if not the best receivers of, like, this generation, and by that I mean, like, probably, what, like, 2010 and up, and he's still one of the best in the game, He's 32 years old, which, I mean, yeah, that's probably a thing you could say. Like, that's why, you know, it wasn't, Um, that's why they wasn't a big trade haul for him. But, I mean, it just really makes me think how our team's getting, like, these big time top five receivers for, like, second round picks. Because DeAndre Hopkins traded for, like, what? It was, like, a second-round pick in David Johnson. Um, I'll look at the details to that. But, like, getting Julio Jones for a second-round pick and then swapping a fourth for a sixth is a really, really good trade for a team that's in need of a target as bad as the Titans were. Um, Yeah, so the trade details for DeAndre Hopkins were... DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals for David Johnson, and then the Cardinals sent a second round pick and a fourth round pick, and then the Cardinals also received a, uh, I think, a fourth round pick as well. So, I mean, David Johnson at that point really wasn't even the Cardinals' RB one anymore. It was pretty much Kenny Drake. So, I still have no idea how teams are getting how uh, teams are getting these receivers for, like, almost no cost. Uh, but then it makes you wonder, like, with the Stefan Diggs trade to the Bills, like, did the Bills overpay for that, trading, like, a bunch of picks, including a first-rounder? Um, and I don't think it was an overpay for Stephon Diggs. I think Stephon Diggs, uh, he's still younger than both Hopkins and um, Julio Jones. And I think he's got a lot of potential from where he already is. I think that's def- – because, like, look how much he came, like, the one year he was in Buffalo. Because in Minnesota, like, he was, like, you know, maybe, like, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. That was kind of him and Adam Thielen. Um, and then you go to Buffalo and you become, like, a top-ten receiver. Easily a top 10 receiver. Uh, I just, you you got to think, like, where's he going to go after this season? Um, so, I don't think it was really an overpay because the Bills gave up, like, a first, fifth, and sixth round picks in last year's draft in 2020 and then a fourth rounder in 2021. So, I think that, yeah, they paid more than both the Titans and the Cardinals, but... Again, I think maybe it has to do a lot with the age. I'm not really sure, um, but what I do know is that AJ Brown and Julio Jones are going to be tearing up NFL defenses. Because I mean, you've only got so many good corners on your team, and you know, even yeah, you know, most corner, most number one cornerbacks in the league are going to have a very tough time covering Julio Jones. So. When you leave AJ Brown on the C B two, it's gonna do a lot of damage. I I mean I guess maybe you could put like maybe you could double team Julio Jones and then put you with two other corners and then put your C B one on AJ Brown if you that's I guess the strategy you could go, but I don't know if teams really double team players anymore. Um but I also thought this was a good deal for the Falcons, because um, you know there were there were rumors that they weren't even going to get a second round pick. Um, I pretty much thought it was going to be like a second round pick and a sixth round pick, which is pretty much what they got. Um, and so I think that they found the value. Does it necessarily match up to the value of Julio Jones? Not really, but you get rid of a player who doesn't want to be there. You offload a big contract, and you also get back some value in picks. So it's not a bad deal for the Falcons. I think both sides came away relatively happy. I think the Titans definitely became the more happy team, Um, but the Falcons – have to be at least content with the value that they got. I think it's a pretty much. I think it's pretty. It's not great value for Julio Jones. Like I said, I mean he's the top five receiver, and you traded him for pretty much a second round pick and a sixth round pick. But he is thirty two. Um, I he's probably probably already hit his prime. I don't see him getting much better than where he is with his age, but. He's definitely still a great receiver and he did find some decent value. So it's not a terrible deal for the Falcons, but I do think this was an incredible deal for the Titans. Now on to the college football playoff. There have been rumors about the 12 team format. Um they've been under pressure to change it. Because everybody doesn't, nobody, I don't think I know like a person doesn't want more teams in there. Um, And for good reason, I mean, the college football playoff is supposed to be like this whole thing that's like, oh my gosh, like the best four teams going and playing each other. But most of the time, it's just Alabama and Clemson blowing out the lower seeds and then playing in the national championship. And like the national championship, like that's, nice to watch, you know, the best two teams, but I mean, the, the whole semifinals, which is like the more, you know, like it's supposed to be like the better, well, not necessarily better game, but it's supposed to still be a very interesting game, uh, and it really just hasn't been that so far, so, um, but here's how the 12 D bracket would work. So the first four teams, the first yes, the top four would get by. So the original teams, the teams that would have been in the fourteen college football playoff, basically get the bye week to or pass the first round, and then the other teams play each other. So it would be the eight versus the nine. So here nine, it would be the five and the twelve, the six and the eleven, the seven and the ten, and the eight and the nine. And then the winner of the 8-9 game would play the 1 seed. The winner of the 7-10 game would play the 2 seed. The winner of the 6-11 game would play the 3 seed. And the winner of the 5-12 game would play the 4 seed. So I definitely think this is a step up from the four team playoff format. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, like if it, if a lower team can actually pull off an upset, if it happens. Um, This isn't set in stone at all. It's just been rumored that, you know, if they were to change it, it would go to this. And um, apparently there is some belief that it will change um, in the near future. I don't know about, like, this upcoming season, but I guess we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, But... I do like this, um, I almost like the 18 one a little bit better, because, I don't know, I just think, like, I mean, this one's not bad, I guess they're both good, um, but, I don't know, I kind of like the 18 one better, but anyways, um, I think that they just do really need to move on. From the four-team format, because like I said, like most of the time, it's just the semifinals are just like the number one seed, Alabama, blowing out the fourth seed. And then the number two team, Clemson, which is it's pretty much Alabama-Clemson, that are usually one or two. And then, yeah, so just those two teams blowing out the other teams and then playing in the other national championship game. And you know, there really hasn't been too many good college football playoff games that I can remember. I mean yeah, you had Ohio State Clemson, but this year, but I mean I think that was really only like a good game because so many people believed that Clemson would have come back to win it. Really until Ohio State went up like twenty eight in the fourth quarter. I don't know if they went up twenty eight in the fourth quarter. I think I know they were up like by like twenty one at some point. Um, And even then, people were still like, Clemson's not done yet. Like, they might come back. And so I think that's really the only reason why people thought that was a good game. But I think the best game, probably in college football history, or not college football history, but college football playoff history, um, from what I can remember, it's that Oklahoma Georgia game, um, Baker Mayfield. And that game. It was like what double overtime. Uh, it was like sixty-one to sixty at the end or something like that. Uh, it was that's what the college football playoff is supposed to be. Um, but it just hasn't been that since ever, for most of the game. Yeah, it was fifty-four forty-eight Georgia. It went to two overtimes. Um, and it was a really back and forth game. And, you know, that's what people want to see from the college football playoff, and I think you're going to get a lot more of those if you make most of the matchups more even. I think you're going to get a lot better results, like, from the 8-9 games, um, even, like, the 10-7 games, or maybe even the 12-5 games. Because, um, like, a lot, of te- a lot of times, you know, you see a team that's, like – ranked probably like what like early twenties, late teens, and you're like, this team's really good. Like they might if they got the chance to play one of the bigger teams, like they might pull off a win, but they just never get the chance and you'll never know. And I think that's happened to a lot of teams. Um I think like Cincinnati, um, I think they could have had the chance to go out there and knock off one of the big teams. Uh, but they just never got the chance, and they couldn't ever do it. Texas a m is a team that a lot of people thought should have deserved it and could have beaten a team like Alabama, who was the one seed. But they've already had technically a chance to beat Alabama, and they didn't win the game. So that's something you could definitely say is, like, well, if they've already had the chance to beat Alabama and they've lost it, then why do they deserve another chance over the team like Notre Dame? uh, Who is a team who hasn't played Alabama yet as of that time. Um, But, okay, so last year, I think the way it would have worked would have been Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame all getting buys. Then Texas A&M would have played Coastal Carolina. Oklahoma would have played Indiana. Florida would have played Iowa State. And Cincinnati would have played Georgia. And then the winner of Cincinnati-Georgia would have played Alabama. And then the winner of um, Florida-Iowa State would have played Clemson and then the winner of the winner of Oklahoma Indiana would have played Ohio state and then the winner of the winner of Texas A&M Coastal Carolina would have played Notre Dame so Wait, hold on, I think I messed that up. So the winner of Oklahoma, or no, the winner of Florida, not Florida, Cincinnati, Georgia plays Alabama. Florida, Iowa State plays Clemson. Georgia, or not wait, hold on. Okay. Okay, I figured it out. So the winner of Cincinnati, Georgia would have played Alabama. The winner of Florida, Iowa State would have played Clemson. The winner of Oklahoma, Indiana. Indiana
1: would have played Ohio
0: State, and the winner Texas A M Coastal Carolina would have played Notre Dame, and I think that's a lot of a, a much better way to do it, you know, giving the lower teams a chance. Um, and I think this is a way that you get a lot more teams in it without, you know, making it like too crazy, um, because like some people want like the twenty four team format. And I just think that's way too complicated because, um, you know, you like you look at a picture of the bracket and it's just like so many teams and it's really tough to follow the format and it just doesn't look good. It looks like too much. Um, and so I like the 12-team format a lot better than that. And a thing that I would like to see them do with the 12-team format, so after, you know, the first round of games, then there are eight teams left, and then it becomes your 18-team format. And then after the second round of games, then it becomes your standard college football playoff thing. So I think that, like, you know, the question's going to be, like, with those, like, first two rounds of games, like, are those going to be bowl games? Or are those just going to be, like, games that are at the home team, higher seed? Um, And so I think that's definitely a question that they should go and answer um, because it's going to be interesting to see, like... I mean, the way I think that they'll probably do it is just have, like, the first two rounds um, just be at the home team and then have you know, the semifinals be the bowl games because then if it's not, then you just I feel like you just have to create like way too many bowl games. Um because like a lot of people are saying like, well I guess actually maybe not, because now that you're taking away, you know, like twelve teams, then that basically means like you're taking away the New Year's New Year's six bowls then I guess you could stick the New Year's 6 bowls in like the second round of games. So I guess that's the way you can think about it. But anyways, that's all that I've got for today. Um, so I will see you soon for another episode. Um, this was pretty much just discussing Julio Jones in the new college football playoff. Well, not new format, but rumored format. And I will see you soon for another episode.